we should all be like bamboo you know yeah pretty much take the time trust the process in planting your roots and before you know it your growth will be almost exponential Welcome to the Discuss and Discuss podcast. I am Kevin. I'm Derek. And today we'll be talking about this really awesome book called Chop Wood, Carry Water. And I recommend this book. (laughs) (laughs) You were hesitant at first, but what did you think of it? A little hesitant. I I was like, you know, I don't... I I was excited because it was a short book. (laughs) (laughs) It's technically like 110 pages unscribed or whatever, but... This book by Joshua Metcalf was probably, it actually, you know, it was, is, <laughs> it is my favorite so far that we've read. Yeah, it's a short book, but it packs a punch, you know, like it's like Mountain is You, but this one was even like every chapter had like a super good lesson to take away. And it's current, well, Mountain, of, Mountain is You is also current, modern, but this one was more like, I don't even know. It was concise. It got to the points really effectively. And this is probably one of the only books I will re-read after I've already read it. It was just so insightful. It's super insightful. Lots of wisdom to be shared from the book. And as much as we want to talk about all of them. (laughs) (laughs) We have to condense it. (laughs) Yeah, we have to condense it. So we're only going to do one point in this episode and we'll... Later later on, we'll come back to it and highlight another point that we want to talk about. So today, we'll be talking about this idea that your value is constant. What do you mean by that? (laughs) (laughs) So a little preface is that, so in the book, there's there's this dude named John, and he really aspires to be a samurai archer, and he wants to be so... Um, so bad that he travels to Japan and he has his sensei, Sensei Akira. And Sensei Akira is putting him through this training where he has to chop wood and carry water. <laughs> For years. For years. Because he's because Akira is like, yeah, you won't even be good or decent until 10 years or at least 10 years. Yeah, and then he's like, what if I, you know, train my ass off, do all this extra stuff? And he's like... 20 years <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like 20 years um but there's like this uh through his training of carrying water or chopping wood and carrying water he goes through a lot of turmoil internally and some physical uh struggle as well and he struggles with value because he's always comparing himself to another apprentice that is training there that is like outscaling him that's like doing better or seemingly improving quicker than he is so john ends up kind of hurting himself even more so because he's trying to keep up he's trying to catch up he's trying to like carry more water than is necessary and it's hindering him it's hurting him he's not recovering quick enough and basically his physical his physicality is um what is it deteriorating faster or yeah. he's essentially just injuring himself trying mm-hmm. to do too much yeah he's constantly reminded to slow down you cannot speed anything up you have to continue to chop wood and carry water every single day because this is set in modern time and so yeah, it you know, feels they, very they, modern they talk about twitter and all this stuff so it's not too far behind but 
in this area that he's training at, it's they have all the regular amenities and everything. It sounds like they have internet, <laughs> but the only thing that they don't have is running water or a heat source. So that's why they have to continuously chop wood and carry water wherever it sources. It's so fascinating because it's obviously a metaphor for this journey that we always go on and stuff like that. But having the idea that your value is constant is something that we technically hear often, but the way the, this book presents it is so much more, it just packs more of a punch, like you mentioned. Yeah, it was, it's like quick and straight to, <laughs> to the point, you know, it's every chapter is like two to three pages if, <laughs> but it hits the point home. And this one is like, um, well, I jot down your value is constant. It never truly goes up or down based off of uh, results of your, or based off of results or your performance, your value comes from who you are and not from what you do. And so John was always trying to like losing his own value because he's like, oh, I can't keep up with, um, Katsuo. Katsuo. <laughs> and it's because he's missing the target during practice or he's not hitting it on as accurately or his um it's not as strong when he's pulling the bow back <laughs> but akira asked john who would you be if everything was taken away from you right now you cannot shoot and practice archery you cannot chop wood and carry water so who are you so this leads us to the point of our value being constant because if we base it off of results or performance then it's like yeah, it's always going to fluctuate up and down. Like it's not, we're always going to feel high when the highs are good <laughs> or when the good is there and we're going to feel super low and we're not going to be able to appreciate our successes and whatnot. So I relate to this because I pursue acting and there's constant rejection. And it's like, I'm always focused on the result. It's not just, uh, the result of auditioning and not booking but also the result of like trying to get something to happen like oh this is an angry scene so i'm trying to be angry or this uh is an emotional scene so i needed more emotion or whatever but then that's like the wrong way to look at it and so i base my value off of like oh i'm not achieving it or i'm not getting there so then my value goes down so it becomes like a detrimental exercise um a declining of value <laughs> mm -hmm. which is bad because you don't want to that doesn't help you or thinking like that doesn't help me yeah it's such a powerful statement because one thing that comes to mind when we hear about this is like uh materialism right do the things that you actually have physically make you who you are you got fancy you know ferrari sports car whatever it is you have a big old house if you have all that stuff and it was all taken away from you, who are you in the end, right? Like if all that stuff you say defines you, if you do not have that, what does that mean for you then? And that's such a powerful statement in the way they present it here because John is so focused on becoming a master samurai archer that again, he's trying to speed things up. He's trying to I don't think he necessarily cuts corners at all. Um, he just, you know, again, carries more water or whatever it is. And then he gets injured. He tries to fight Katsuo and actually 
um, breaks his arm. So he's in the hospital for a few days and for months he cannot practice. In this time, you know, Akira Sensei is like, again, like this is the perfect opportunity to learn on, you know, learn and really solidify who you are because you cannot do the thing that you want to do, but that does not mean that your value goes down. It's, it's so odd because again, it's only like two or three pages (laughs) (laughs) versus all the other books we've been reading, like courage is you and, you know, sorry, the mountain is you. And then it's just so funny. Uh, just thinking about like these little metaphors that he has is just makes you think, you know, like again, if we didn't have this podcast, we'd mm-hmm. probably definitely still would be who we are and continue to do what we do. Yeah. What's interesting is that Akira tells his stories of how he achieved this wisdom or insight. And he tells it in like one or two pages or less than because he's telling it to John, but us as the reader, we take it in as um, digestible as it is for John. So it's like super, I don't know. In modern times, we're trying to digest things so quickly <laughs> with YouTube shorts and TikTok shorts or whatever. It's like, wow, this is like a hit, <laughs> a hit book. <laughs> a hit book. And it's just, again, this is one of my favorite ones that we've read because everything is so concise. It hits you so fast. Yet the lessons in there are so valuable. And, you know, it's specifically this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, your value is constant. Just remembering that, again, because you cannot do what you want to do doesn't mean that you have less value, meaning like, if you if you have the title of millionaire also, let's touch on that because we touched on finances before. If you have all the money, you hit your goals. You have all the money in the world, you hit your goals of having 500000 or sorry, $500 million, whatever it is. Does that still mean that, again, you value yourself or whatever it is? Akira Sensei at some points talk about, you know, people who have everything in the world and yet they're not happy. Uh, he also talks about people who have money, yet now they're afraid of losing money versus when they were poor, they were never afraid of losing money because they know that money's just going to come and go, right? It's the flow of money. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> into another book, you know, but it's the flow of money. So does the money amplify who you are? Or again, do you value money so much that you let it define you it's tough questions it's just a lot (laughs) (laughs) well it's the example in the book is when we attach our value to results then yeah you're gonna it's fluctuating so you don't feel confident in your value and you're always going to be on this like bipolar-esque view of how you perceive your own value like um, I put here, we believe that the things we do give us the value that we are seeking, but it's easy to see that your value is high when your team is winning, you're making a lot of money, or when your business ex- is succeeding. But it's just as easily to feel depressed or defeated when your team didn't win, when your business is failing, and when it feels like you are failing at everything. So then you're going to feel <laughs> non-constant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but our experiences are what fluctuates however your value still remains the same yeah i I love a quote i think this kind of uh he says it at the end of the book it's not in the story but he says that we are all human beings not human doing yeah 
And to me, I had to sit for a second. It was like one o'clock in the morning when I finished this book. And I just laid in bed thinking like, wow, we are human beings, not human doings. Yeah, it puts into perspective because then like there's a lot of quotes out there that are like, you are what you do. <laughs> and it's like, well, if you only base yourself on that, then it's like, it's too vague, first of all. <laughs> and then if you take it to the point where you do only see the outcome or want an outcome to happen, then your value is, I think you just lack identity too. Ooh, so. <laughs> lack an identity. That's yeah, something that we all can relate to, trying mm -hmm. to figure out what we want to do in life. And then seeing the people who kind of found it, people always attribute like their success, like to being talented or happening overnight or just getting lucky. But, you know, most likely they just, continually continue to do their process so much that the result just came versus them seeking the result you know they probably had a goal in mind because everyone has goals in mind um but in this case it's just remembering like hey it's okay to enjoy the journey and that's the main thing about this book i think you know is care is chopping wood carrying your water is just learning to love the process so that way you're not focused on the end result the result comes to you and then just making sure that you're always growing, always learning. Yeah. And they use a lot of like examples like, uh, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. And it's like, they talk about the process all the time. And then from watching actors interviews and stuff, they also say the same thing, like trust the process. And it's like, it's so vague <laughs> when it's like a three cents thing in an interview format. Cause then there's no context there to help you. So in this book, it's like, um, chop wood, carry water. It's like part of the process. So then if you can figure out your process in attaining your dreams or whatever, then doing that every day so that you can get better, get stronger, uh, physically, mentally builds that mental fortitude so that when the result does come, you're able to handle it. Yeah. And the beautiful thing behind this is that the whole process and journey is just looking for opportunities to learn and grow. There's a very specific example in this that I truly love. It's uh, bamboo. He's like, let me, uh, Akira Sensei is like, let me tell you about bamboo, right? Uh, did you know that for bamboo to grow, it has to first plant, a root, plant, it, plant its roots? How long does it, you know, do you know how long the roots take for it to truly plant? John's like, no, I don't know. Probably like, you know, a month or whatever. And he's like, no, it takes all in all five years. You're not going to see any growth at all. You're not going to see any anything sprout for five years. But what's happening under the surface is that the seed is now burying itself. Uh, sorry, it's rooting itself so deep and so thick that it's building a very solid foundation. And then he says, well, you know, uh, when do you think now when it starts growing, how fast do you think it starts growing? He's like, well, maybe a few months or whatever. He's like, no, like bamboo takes six weeks to get as tall and as strong as it does. People always use the metaphor of bamboo, but they have to understand how bamboo grows and why it's like a beautiful thing. Bamboo is actually one of my favorite plants because it's so resilient, so strong. But learning about this metaphor also reinforced the idea that we should all be like bamboo. <laughs> you know, yeah, pretty much. Take the time. Trust the process in planting your roots. 
And before you know it, your growth will be almost exponential. You don't know when it's going to happen, right? We know, we don't know the time of anything, <laughs> Yeah, but it's going to happen. Another cool thing is like, you can check on the bamboo weekly or every day and you won't see anything, which is kind of like the same thing for people when it's like, when you're doing your thing, no one's going to see that. <laughs> so they're not going to see your improvement or whatever. But since you're the one that's trusting the process and going through the process, you already know that you're sweating or, you know, putting in the work. And then when the result comes, everyone's going to be like, oh, good job. And then they are the ones that think that you got talent overnight. But yeah. really, <laughs> yeah. you've just been planting the seed for years to come. Yeah. Not only planting the seed, but watering it every yeah, single day. It. It's almost blind faith, knowing that sooner or later, the seed's going to sprout. And when it sprouts, it's going to, you know, be the tallest trees in the forest <laughs> or whatever it is. But it's such a fascinating metaphor because he touches on another one. You know, he uses two in one, so I'm just going to say it really quick, but uh, golf balls. Golf balls, when they were first created, were just smooth, incredibly smooth and whatever. And it wasn't until uh, someone noticed that golf balls that were already hit, they were, you know, had imperfections on them, traveled further. Then sooner or later, you know, it progressed to golf balls having dimples. The same idea um, Akira mentions is you know when you're climbing up a mountain you have to let the rough sides of the mountain shape you because when you go through grueling step after grueling step of climbing this mountain one at a time and trusting that process sooner or later you're going to become stronger you're going to become uh your endurance is going to be higher and then sooner or later you're going to reach the top of the mountain so trusting the process is so important because you may not see the end result you don't know when it's going to come but once you learn the process, it doesn't matter. Yeah, like the preparation helps you handle the result too. Because he also uses an example of um, lottery winners tend to spend and lose all of their money so quickly. It's because they lack the foundation of financial uh, intelligence or literacy. So then it's like they don't know how to handle that amount of income at once. So... It's kind of like appreciating that we don't have that money, even though we want that money. Because <laughs> now it's like, all right, we have to focus on learning how to handle our money because we have so little of it. I don't know, kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, building the foundation now. I, I think about this specific couple I saw a while back who said that they live below their means, even when they weren't millionaires. And they continue to pay off any of their debts. Then in about two to three years time, they became millionaires because they were also investing their money at the same time, living below their means. Each of them were probably making like uh, about a hundred thousand dollars each because they had really good jobs. You know, there was good jobs, <laughs> but they lived below their means and then they were able to retire early. You know, if that's your thing, cool. You know, just remember to trust the process that sooner or later you'll reach your financial goals or whatever it is. But that's only because they had this mission of saving money, being responsible with money. Now they're here, you know, and guess what? They have a solid foundation so they can continue to do that. Yeah. Look at Graham Stephan. He's still living below his means and he's still yeah. staying a millionaire, even, even though he has like YouTube and all this stuff now too. Yeah. It's, on top of real estate. <laughs> like he's so fascinating to listen to Alex Hermosi. I know we harp on this guy every single, almost every single episode, but like he has his formula for like starting a business from pretty much ground zero using the knowledge that he had before because he built a very solid 
knowledge foundation foundation to build these businesses all the way back up to like a hundred million dollar companies. He's done it, you know, four times, five times now, and he's focused on acquisition.com now, but he's proven time and time again that all you have to do is focus, believe in your principles, and then trust that the results will come later. Crazy guy. Crazy he's, guy. Yeah. He trusts the process. <laughs> it's possible, you know, like it's just so interesting. But I wonder if his if he knows his value too. Do you think his value is constant? Does he I believe that? Oh so, dude, like you see the confidence off of this guy? <laughs> like <laughs> well, he values himself. That I think that's the most important thing that you see on screen is that he's able he's very confident in himself. He's he's built the evidence to prove to people that he is who he says he is. So, yes. <laughs> I don't know, kind of tough, because then if if he, like, aspires for more money, I wonder if he still values, like... I wonder if he places money, like, having money tied to his value. Because he has attained a lot, but he ain't, like... There's no signs of, like, breaking or kind of, like, taking it easy. He's kind of, like, pushing for more. So I wonder what his value is. I uh I watched an interview. He said that the thing that he knows is that's holding him back, essentially, or the reason why he continues to do all this is that he knows he has uh, an inferiority complex. Oh, okay. Like a heavy, heavy one where he's like, I don't want to think people are a failure. Again, he's already built and sold $100 million companies, but he still has this mindset where he's like, yeah, like if I don't get to this specific thing, I'm a failure, you know? If I don't continue to build up on my success, I'm a failure. So he's still in a feeling of lack of value. <laughs> it's, it's nuts, but, man. <laughs> but I wonder what would happen if he um, found that his value is constant. We'll see. That would be interesting because then it's like, does he like stop YouTubing for a while? <laughs> does he take vacations? Like he's just like traveling the world now and like cruises, boats, kayaking or whatever. The funny thing is that he, I think he's also mentioned that he has no interest in material stuff. Like he used to have all the cars and all the houses and stuff. And of course he's invested in a few like real estates and stuff, but he doesn't have like that, like a lot of cars, you know, I, I think I remember seeing somewhere that he doesn't think a car should be more than like $5,000 or $10,000. So that experience, <laughs> he, he can go like climb mountains or surf or something. Yeah. Hang out with just, his wife. Just crazy obsessed with just building a company <laughs> and obtaining as much money as possible. One day, one, one day, day he'll find his, his value is constant. <laughs> but yeah, like you've had value the whole time. You just needed to be reminded of your own potential. Like something Alex Hermosi might need <laughs> before he conquers the world yeah unless we want him to <laughs> then don't remind him of his value <laughs> yeah but really good book y'all like we're probably gonna do a lot more on this book because it's just so fascinating but anything else you want to touch on for no i think that is it for this episode i've been kevin i've been derek follow us for more content like subscribe all the things. All the things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bye. bye.